Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 294. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Yep, 294. And Tony Katz. Thank you. Thank I mean, you. yes. <laughs> Elvis over here. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. 294, we're getting up there. Um, yeah, is there going to be anything couple- special for 300? Oh, we're going like to we all dress up as like Greek Gerard or something. Butler. I said it, we're going to all watch Gerald Gerard Butler. Gerald geez. Butler. Gerald, Gerald Butler. Butler. Who's Gerald Butler? Yeah. Gerard uh, Butler. Sorry. I know, but Gerald Butler sounds like he played for like the Suns or something. I think he did. In his 70s now, though. Yeah, I'm sure we'll do something. It's just a, a few weeks out. Um, I will be. be off the pod in about two weeks. I'll be yeah, That's uh, what I was actually going to. Broad. I wanted to ask that because I almost thought you were gone the other week. But yeah, you'll be. How You said two weeks you'll be gone? Yeah, it's uh, so not, not next week, but the following. So how many Tuesdays will you miss? Just one. Okay. And uh quick update on that. I've been uh, pretty much monitoring and tracking every inch of uh, detail through and through, including the flights. And uh, booked the flights out there to and from with miles, but you can obviously upgrade with cash because who doesn't want to, who wants to sit in a congested, tiny economy seat? Economy Plus, rather, um, when you can pay for a, you know, a bed basically in the sky. But at this point in time, Tony, it's nearly seven thousand dollars to book a Polaris seat on the flight home. A person. Oh my! That's like Jerry Maguire money or something. So you have to walk. Well, no, we're just gonna have to sit in Economy Plus unless that price drops. But we're running out of seats. Uh, people are paying. You know, and that's my price to upgrade. It's, you know, your fare ticket makes a, a whole lot of a difference, uh, but it's absurd. So I upgraded us to first on the way there, though, but only to Boston. We have a long layover there, so we're going to go get dinner. Better than nothing. We'll give you a uh, clam chowder and a Sam Adams or something? Like a well, picture of Drew Bledsoe? Eight in the morning, but uh, the United does have, I guess, really good uh, uh, old-fashioned cocktails in the i was gonna say plane. sean boston it's a different world out there the east coast is different than us it's, it's at 8 a.m they are definitely cracking open some sam adams well we'll be in la at 8 a.m well what the hell i thought you were gonna be in boston <laughs> at 8 a.m no our flight leaves here at 8 a.m oh then what time will you be in boston uh dinner like time 4 p.m boston time yeah they should o'clock. be giving okay. you oh yeah i'm chowder yeah that's what we were oh, saying adams. i got i thought you were saying the plane it's like Whoa. oh my gosh sean come on I boston know, is known for clam chowder oh yeah sam I, adams the, the TV sitcom I, Cheers and Drew I Bledsoe. I toured the Sam Adams uh, facility there. It was uh, quite, yeah, sure. quite the place. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I've been looking up some stuff in London as well. That's where we're heading. Uh, Andy, you would just enjoy this part way too much, I think. Although uh, it was deadlier than the Great London Fire. Uh, and I'm referring to the London Beer Flood of 1814. Are you guys familiar with this by any chance? I've never heard of that, actually. No, I didn't no. think so. So uh, the Horseshoe Brewery uh, had a 22-foot-tall uh, wooden vat of fermenting porter burst. And then a couple other ones bent, went with it just due to the pressure, I suppose. Uh, something along the lines of 128 and 323,000 imperial gallons. That's 580,000 or so liters. 
uh, of beer were released in total. Do it in real beers. The, what? Do it in, like that's so that's like a million beers then. Uh, about three hundred eighty-eight thousand gallons. I don't drink beer by the gallon. <laughs> don't you lie to our listeners, Andy? <laughs> There's like ten <laughs> beers in a gallon, so that's a fuck ton. Three million yeah. beers. Twenty-two foot tall tank. <laughs> Uh, and also keep in mind some of these streets are pretty narrow so this created if I remember right like a 15 foot wall it destroyed a few homes killed about 8 people but what a way to go right yeah it's like landfill landfill exactly (laughs) there you go so uh, yeah that's a pretty scary thing to see happen Uh, also I guess that, that great London fire which I'm blanking on the year uh, I think killed only six people. Um, and they have a huge monument to that. That was 1666. So that's also why it only killed, oddly enough, six people. That was the, the devil did it, probably. Yeah. Uh, back then, they just didn't really know how to handle that. Mm-hmm. But uh, s- yeah, 70,000 to 80,000 uh, inhabitants of the homes were uh, displaced in that fire, not the beer flood. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm going to come back with a whole bunch of other random pieces of knowledge like that. I uh, learned today of a a pub that we're going to probably visit that opened in, I think it, let me pull it up, 1627, I think it was. So that's amazing. It's like California, the oldest thing here is like maybe like, I don't know, 1976. And then uh, you go back east and it's like, oh, this building is from 1849. Can you you be... (laughs) I'm I'm exaggerating for effect yeah, you, here, Andy. But you know what the I mean. Missions, the goddamn missions. Those oh. are all the shit. They're a big Calm deal. Calm down, Andy. <laughs> it's very yeah, aggressive Spanish when it finishes a gallon of beer. And they taught the natives how to be Catholics. Very <laughs> important shit. But you know what I mean. Nothing here is very old. Can you believe there's a like a pub that's been there since 1627? Obviously, same, new owners. Same owners. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, there's a winery that's in a cave, like outside of the museum that we're going to go to that's in London. Snowy days. Yeah. I like so, that. That's cool. Post kind of uh, feels like a cave sometimes where it's just kind of like, you know, when you walk upstairs, actually, it's kind of got like that Knott's Berry Farm feel. I guess. Yeah. Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah. Because it's, it's old miners and stuff. Yeah. That's the theme when you go up to like the special room upstairs. How often do you go to the special room? I was just there actually, like probably about yeah. two months ago or something. But because I don't think Charles Dickens was in that pub. Mm-hmm. But we don't know that for sure. We'd like to see some. They do do a lot of surveillance. So maybe we could find some old videos. And maybe he did go there. Maybe. So, yeah, that's uh, coming up. And that's kind of a scary story. And uh, it is Halloween time. It is uh, under a week away now, which is just unbelievable. Mm, this month was so quick. It really um, was. It's on. I actually thought that the other day. I was like, oh, I feel like a parent watching my child grow up so fast when it was like October 18th already. And I'm like, oh my God, now we're at like the 25th. Yeah. Uh, the problem is it's also October is the busiest sports month. Yeah. It's just insane. It's just shit. Especially this year with like baseball getting delayed a couple weeks or whatever it, it was. It, it would have been know, the same. I know, I know, Andy, I know. But <laughs> it's even more so. The World Series hasn't even started yet. The World Series doesn't start until like the 28th. Typically the World Series is like... Game six is if necessary on Halloween, typically. Now, Halloween's going to be like game three, mandatory. All right. Well, we're, we're getting off topic <laughs> here. Uh, so I've got two fairly quick 
scary stories. One of them is uh, it happened to me, and I wouldn't really call it scary anymore. More so when you like when you were in the time, but it also was on my mind because this was right after I came home from Europe, uh, the fir- the first and only other time uh, back in two thousand and nine. Uh, was on a trip to Yosemite, and uh, the GPS told us to take a shortcut, and the road quickly became dirt. And quickly became an sh- officer. Are you sure it wasn't a um, a tall man running a abandoned bar? Yeah, we. That's probably what it was. We watched uh, some Are You Afraid of the Dark? And uh, no, there was it. It became an off road trail basically, and we could not take this car any further as it was not an off road four by four Jeep or anything like that. And uh, we found that out by getting out of the car when it got too heavy on uh, you know dirt potholes. And walked around the corner to see, yeah, it only gets worse up the road. So we're about to turn around and we hear, oh, it sounds like a bear growling about five or six feet away from us in the bushes behind like the trees. Because, I mean, we're in Yosemite, basically, uh, like, you know, it's wilderness. Uh, so we got into the car and uh, a friend called 911. <laughs> and uh, he was hoping they would send a chopper or something. But they basically just told us to turn around. And uh, that's exactly what we did and found the road. And uh, yeah, what was a shortcut turned out to be, you know, a couple hours of uh, extra driving because uh, we also ran out of gas because <laughs> of the shortcut. That's the scariest thing of all. Yeah. Yeah. So again, not the scariest in, you know, now, but at the time when you hear a bear growling very close to you, we couldn't see it, but it was, you know, it was tree coverage, foliage, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it was, just beyond you could tell by the the depth of that growl it was close but uh the better story it's a, a favorite of mine it didn't actually happen to me my brother tells the story because he was involved we were kids he was he's five years five years older than me so let's just figure he's probably 13 14 years old and there's an abandoned house in the track not far from where we grew up and uh, they would go and you know hang out in this house, or uh, the pool was drained, so they'd skateboard. Think of Gleam in the Cube kind of stuff, you know, the good old '90s. And uh, so it was a common spot for him and his friends and people of you know his age range in the school. And they had a new friend, and uh, part of his initiation was, well, you got to spend the night in this house. We all did it, and uh, so they're getting them ready. And uh, I don't even think it's Halloween time or anything like that. I think it's just a random, maybe summer night. And uh, they bring him to the house. A couple of guys break off, though. They didn't want to get involved, and they went home. And they're showing him the place and a handful of people there. But it's pitch black. It's nighttime. And then they hear the slider door kind of slam open and a chainsaw turn on, and someone starts running at them. And every one of them freaked out, jumped through windows, uh, around corners, just getting out of the way. One of the friends that had left had gone home, grabbed his dad's chainsaw, but thinking of safety, he removed the chain of the saw. So it was just the noise. There was nothing actually spinning. And uh, I'm sure that some of them peed their pants, probably. Pretty good. You're saying that guy came there with his dad's chainsaw to scare him. Yeah, it was the friend. I thought at first somebody had left to go get his dad's chainsaw. They were going to have a chainsaw off. Oh, boy. Could you imagine? I've never seen that in the movies, actually. Yeah, that'll get you, you watch going. the Nicolas Cage film Mandy. They have yeah. two people fighting with chainsaws. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's the best swords fight ever. 
So oh. again, not, not the scariest either of them. Maybe the second one, if you were there, I don't know. Maybe I told it scary enough. At uh, one point, the uh, staying the night in the haunted house is uh, that's the plot from uh, a yeah. dead house, I believe in goosebumps. It's a lot of, <laughs> yeah, that'll, that, that'll yeah. The new be kids on the do. block. Yep. Got to stay in old Marie's house. <laughs> yeah. There's always, that's always the problem with those new kids and, and in Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark, they're always the new kid, almost like exclusively. Yeah. Or there's a new yeah, kid. Yeah, you're not going to do this to the veteran. You got to you gotta haze yeah. the rookie. Yeah. Yeah, that's always the good twist is when the new kid's like, I'm already dead. Yeah. Oh, wow. So uh, do either of you guys have any uh, spooky, scary stories you can share? So I had a little, little run in uh, just, oh, just seven days ago. Law? Oh, Andy, did you uh, watch The spooky. Ring? No. It's a little, a little spooky. Um, still don't know what it was. Um, but I was happened to be uh, at, a, at a bar watching the Lakers-Warriors game uh, nearby. Uh, oh. County was there as well. And um, I saw an older gentleman <laughs> sort of shambling towards us uh, at a very, very slow pace. Shambling. Um, very, very zombie-like. And I don't know what was going on. Yeah, it was uh, weird. You know, I, I turned my head back. He's there. I turned back to watch the game. I watch a minute of the game, and he's he's there a little bit closer. Um, it's, it's creepy. I don't know what's going on. I let him pass, and I happen to uh, then turn to look to see him walk out the door and notice a uh, very very visible uh, stain on the back of his pants. <laughs> and, oh, boy. Uh, it looks like this older gentleman um, shit himself. And <laughs> wow. <laughs> took... Five minutes getting out of there, and to this day, I don't know why. <laughs> what I don't know what's going on. I it's probably mean if something happened, but it's like if you shit your pants in the public place, get the fuck out of there as soon as possible. Like he I might not have even known he did that. I yeah. mean, yeah, I don't know what was going on there. It was weird, and yeah, and was... he was close. I don't know if I spelled anything, um, but it was just like I don't know if I've seen that. Like I'm not at a hospital or something. This is. Tony's giving yeah. me a look as he's seen. He's no, I've, seen I've definitely never seen that before. That was, it was definitely something. Yeah. Wow. To be, to, to go like a good two minutes being like, what is this dude doing? I don't know what's going on. Moving very slowly. He's coming towards us. Maybe and that's what he gets off on. He like sits down next to people and poops. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I, I wanted to like flag someone at the place to be like, Hey, what's going on? Is there anything, did anything get left behind or something? You know, it's, it was definitely. Speaking. I guess for a restaurant too, that is like, unsanitary that guy was oh, yeah. sitting at a booth and just decided to take a dump was he there the whole time i never saw him yeah I, I mean i don't yeah i was he even there attention. at all that's yeah, yeah, that is the crazy part. was it just andy and i that saw him yeah you never know maybe that's Count how Puka. we die that's how we all die right so you've we've all heard that right what that's how we all die so we shit ourselves oh yeah yeah when you're dead yeah that's not how we die only all well, died that way but that's how it happened so therefore Maybe that's how he's stuck on this earth. Oh, I get what you're saying now. He's just a ghost that walks around like he never crossed over. Yeah. But that was the last thing that happened. Oh, that's actually a good point. You never know. And his but I, tummy had, is always full. I've had numerous uh, occasions where I'm like, is that a drunk or a zombie? I'm I really hard to tell right now. So um, it, especially around this this time, you just you can't you can't be too sure. You know, just For get you, out of yeah. there. I just watched Shaun of the Dead the other day. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Very, very fun movie. Autobiography. And when the girl is in their backyard, and they're like, look at her. She's so drunk. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah, good. It's very close to being the same thing. Well, that's spooky and disturbing, Andy. Thank you. <laughs> Tony, you got anything? 
I mean, not really. I mean, the only stuff I have would be like just kind of, you know, experiences from people I know in the past. Like I know my grandma always used to say her house had some weird stuff going on where she'd be downstairs in the den with my grandpa and they would hear what sounded like the rocking chair that was upstairs, like rocking. And they would hear like footsteps and stuff like they were living like in apartments or something. And it was always weird stuff like that. My grandma claims one night that she was sleeping and woke up in the middle of the night and saw what looked like a figure of a man wearing what she said, a smoking jacket, which I think was like an old term for like one of those big jackets back in like the forties or fifties or something. But, uh, like Hugh Hefner would wear. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's that kind of strange stuff, but I mean, it's always, you know, I don't know. Not like nothing too crazy. I mean, I wish I could show the viewers the video that I showed you guys because that was still really creepy about those girls that a friend of a friend who, knows these girls that had to sign a little waiver uh, before moving into a home because past tenants had moved out because of claiming the place was haunted. And these girls come home drunk and they're playing in the middle of the night and they're playing this little game and the girl's filming it. And she goes to the, you know, she throws like the, we'll just call it a dart to make it a better visual for people at the board. And then she goes to film over to the board. And then in the background, there's the hallway and you see clear as day, a a figure that's dressed in white with long black hair walk by and it's, it's creepy. I mean, it's one of those videos that if I was just looking at it on YouTube, I'd be like, ah, whatever. But because I know the people and because I found out that they moved out like a couple days after, you know, they actually noticed it. That makes it even a uh, creepier, but, uh, our lawyers advise us not to share the video. With yeah. Anyone. We will not be sharing so, the video, mm-hmm. unfortunately, but you can at least get a visual of imagining, a figure clear as day walking down your hallway at two o'clock in the, in the morning. Yeah. Pretty eerie. That is eerie. All right. Well, very much a boo, uh, event right there. Pretty spooky. And it involved some poo even. Shall we move off of that? Andy, you want to talk about some DC movies? You're, you're very enthusiastic about this. Yeah. So, uh, I guess a big week for DC, uh, movies, uh, their previous head, uh, Walter Hamada has uh, been relieved of duty. Um, I guess there's always a long time coming. DC movies haven't been all that successful. Um, and they found the replacements already. Uh, James Gunn, he, uh, who's made multiple Marvel movies. Um, did the movie Slither, which I enjoyed. Um, he's, he's the guy who did all the Gardens of the Galaxy movies. Um, he'll be taken over along with uh, producer... Oh, oh, we had an interference here. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, along with a producer named uh, Peter Safran, who is uh, probably best known for uh, being like the main producer behind the scenes for the uh, entire Conjuring franchise. So, oh. um, What's interesting about DC films right now is like, yeah, there's different like creative people involved in the whole thing and including uh, a lot of the the conjuring veterans like James Wan and then um, um, David Sandberg who, who's doing the he's doing the uh, Shazam movies he did uh, Annabelle origins or something so it's like you got these uh, people who did conjuring movies uh, and then you got James Gunn it's just kind of a weird little combination right there but uh, that's who they're they're handing over the the franchise to so uh, James Gunn did the, a, a dark turn, potentially in a good way. Conjuring films are usually pretty good. Yeah, um, but also dark and comedic because, I mean, James Gunn did the Suicide Squad last year, which was very good. And then also did the spinoff TV show Peacemaker, which is still one of the, the best things I've seen this year. Maybe the maybe the best thing that 
has come out of these this DC project that they're doing. But um, yeah, there's stuff that's just not working with this franchise. Um, so James Gunn has done a good job with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So Warner Brothers is uh, handing him over DC here. So pretty exciting. Yeah. All right. Tell us about uh, the future of Star Wars with uh, Damon L. Damon <laughs> Lindelof. Damon L. DL. Um, yeah. So, DL. so similarly, uh, Star Wars has kind of have been up in the air. There's been some good stuff. Um, Andor is is very good. Some of the other stuff hasn't hit. Uh, the last movie was kind of a, a failure, and we haven't gotten a um, a new movie up and running. Uh, but it looks like Star Wars has turned to. Uh, Damon Lindelof to help them out. So Damon Lindelof's one of the uh, co-creators, co-showrunners of Lost. Uh, he also uh, created the Leftovers for HBO, and also did the uh, the Watchmen TV series for HBO a couple years ago. Um, I'm a big fan of his work. He's kind of controversial because of some people just were so upset about Lost, but I I liked Lost all the way through. I don't have much of a problem with it. Um, of course, Lost also involved J.J. Uh, Abrams, who was the guy behind the. <laughs> Uh, last trilogy, uh, but but Lindelof has brought in a bunch of different writers. Um, I, I don't know all their names, but I, I was looking through it. Just like, okay, this person worked on this show. This person worked on this show. A lot of TV writers uh, to kind of like plan out the the future movies. And by future, I mean movies that are supposed to take place after the last trilogy. So uh, we've gotten a lot of shows from Star Wars um, since the films ended, but they've all been set in... Uh, a time period before the uh, the sequel trilogy here. Um, and all that stuff is still going forward. Uh, the, the Dave Filoni shows are all still happening, and he's going to be involved in this as well. But um, as someone who, who has liked all the Lindelof shows, I'm, I'm happy with this decision to have him kind of run the, run the thing here. And I do want to see uh, something more. I don't know if that means returning characters or not, but, um, you know, what's Star Wars Episode 10? Is that a real thing that's going to happen? Maybe. But that's that's the secret is you got to get good people to do it. You know, don't just have random people and just be like, well, they'll like you and McGregor. That'll be cool. Right. Um, you got to get good people behind the scenes, too. Agreed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Very good. Uh, let's talk about Saw 10. Oh, baby. That's funny. They just crank these out. Every- when did Saw 1 yeah. come out? 2003 or 4. Yeah. I feel like that was one of the. You know what? I'm going to say it was like 2001 you know, or two. I feel we like it was that. earlier than 2002 or three. It may have been 2003. And the only reason uh, I think that is because I think my parents were, this going to sound sad, but together went, what? It's 2004. Oh, shit, it was. Okay, then what am I thinking of? They were long Andy, divorced by then. Do you recall when we <laughs> yes. saw that, we went home and you were afraid to ride your bike home? I do remember because I referenced that story this weekend. Yeah, because that would well, it only happened a couple weekends ago, right? When you guys first saw it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they made they made, I think, seven films in seven years. They they churned them out. Uh, then they about five years ago they did that one which was just called Jigsaw. Um, that was the they made, rock one, right? No, then a couple years ago they had Spiral. Oh, that's um, right. and that was with Chris Rock. Um, and people didn't like it. I still haven't seen it. Uh, it departed too much from the franchise, uh, but they're going. They're going back to the basics. Saw Ten, the return of Tobin Bell as Jigsaw, which is kind of crazy. As as when I told Tony this, he's like, "Wait, isn't he dead? He, he was he dead in the first movie, I think." <laughs> uh, 
Uh, of course, he was he was dying. That was the story, and I believe didn't he, didn't he really not die until like the third or something? No, I think he, like I think he definitely di- he died in the third one. Yeah, but he kept coming back in like video messages or whatever. Like he had planned um, out the next like ten years. Yeah, I mean, and, like the, the the second movie actually like was like took place before the first movie. They had all convoluted timelines. In well, these they movies. have to. I mean, that's yeah. how you keep them alive. I mean, Paranormal Activity did that too. When the second one came, when they they didn't know they were going to get a be able to get a second one, and then when they did, they're like, "Well, shit, how can yeah. we do?" And they're like, "Okay, let's talk about." This was a few nights before. This is what yeah. led up to that. And then, oh shit, we got a third one. Okay, let's jump back 20 years now. And now they're little girls. Let's see where it all started. And then they got a fourth one. They're like, oh, fuck it. Let's move to San Diego and fucking fuck with the people next door. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the horror franchises always have to go um, into weirder places. And that's something we'll talk about later. <laughs> well, and that's why they are able to have so many, though, because you yeah. can just navigate so much. And that's why the villain always wins, because they understand, like, we can't kill this guy. We got more and more to come. Unless you call your movie ends and then you can finally. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a (laughs) little, what's that called? What am I looking for? What word am I looking for? Foreshadowing. (laughs) Said Um, it just before you, Sean. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. it's a good idea to bring him back. He was so good in that role. He is Um, good in that role. I've seen him in a couple other things, including Uh, coaching the San Antonio Spurs. (laughs) Sean, what do you think? Don't you think he kind of looks like Greg Popovich? It's it's not far off. Thank you. He was was running Mississippi burning. He was in an episode of uh, Sopranos where he was the principal of a military school that um, they interview at uh, Tony Soprano interviews to, to maybe send his son there. And I just kept thinking of like, you have a <laughs> for too long. You have treated people with your criminal activities. And now your son is gone. <laughs> I just like, oh, he, he did the same voice basically as a totally different character and just like that's his whole thing. I wonder if like in situations like that, if like, I mean, maybe the Sopranos, maybe not so much, but if like some other movies that are like, if you do ever just mess around with that, you know, it's like going to be a, we're going to have to retake it or whatever. And if you do just like, you know, there's always bloopers if like oh. you do fuck around and stuff and you're just kind of like in a serious poem and then all of a sudden you just switch to that voice. Like I feel like people like, you know, the Simpsons actors and like Robin Williams would have been like, cause they can do just so many voices. Side note, I actually, uh, I don't know if you saw this when they showed Jamie Foxx the Clippers Lakers game when he did his yeah, Kermit sure. the Frog voice. Yeah, that's freaking insane. I had no idea. I know Jamie Foxx is really talented, but I holy shit, I didn't know he could do he that. Showed, it was a good Trump I saw. Yeah, but his, though his Kermit the Frog was insane. Like uh, I thought he was there. I thought he was sitting courtside. Yeah. It was almost like mean. Like all right, clown, do your do your shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was like interviewing some yeah. like guy that's like for some show with like richest cars in the world. Or yeah, something. it was an advertisement. Yeah, stupid so. show. But the announcer's like, do Tyson, do Tyson. (laughs) Then he did it. He's like, all right, do Kermit. (laughs) I don't even think I heard him do the Tyson. Yeah, he did. It was okay. But yeah, he's doing that. movie. No, the Kermit was really good. All right. Well, let's keep this uh, spooky train rolling. Conjuring four. I love the spooky train. Yeah. So uh, this is probably obvious that it's going to get made. These movies have done so well, but uh, there will be a Conjuring four. And I'm sure there is the Nun two coming out later this year as well, I think, or maybe early next year. So they're they're keeping it going with the Conjuring universe, uh, but let me, uh, let me the mainline movies Andy. have been better. What there's a Conjuring the Beyond that has no uh, connection, right? I don't know. Maybe that's is a title. Twenty twenty two. No, that wouldn't be it. Yeah, this is out. It doesn't have. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those fake movies. Yeah, I think you. so. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think that the mainline movies have been better, and we like seeing the main couple. Oh, yeah, they're a good couple. Uh, they're. They're both really good actors, and they're good and together. They're based off of true people too. Yeah, and that's kind of problematic. But Why? <laughs> well, the last movie was about them trying to get a murderer off because he was possessed, and it was like, 
Well, that was real life. That guy actually just murdered someone. He probably should have gone to jail. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, is you get the people out there that are really like big into this stuff and they yeah. do plead like that I was possessed in insanity. I mean, like the chick that drowned her like five kids in the bathtub went off saying that the devil told her to do it, and she actually pled insanity and got it. And she never went to jail, never did the death penalty, just went to a, a crazy house. Yeah, that's not great in my mind. But, no, it's definitely not great. Um, she drowned five children. Yeah. I don't care who told her to do it. <laughs> um. Yeah, but it's good that they're gonna they'll be back here. Um, uh, there's still more stories to tell, I'm sure, and more things to make up. Um, but yeah, a lot of the so the the writers of the the last two movies are back. They don't have a director yet, so uh, they don't think James Wan is going to come back for this. He wasn't. He didn't direct the third one. Uh, he's off making Aquaman movies. So, um, but it's a good it's a good franchise. Not all of those movies have worked, but you know, make a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, that might be something I'll watch. I like those more than I like the Saw. I've uh, yeah, yeah, very different movies. <laughs> Conjuring's actually like eighty something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Saw, I'm sure, is like thirteen. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about Adam Sandler's new uh, or upcoming project with the Softy Brothers. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, this is the the same team behind Uncut Gems. So this was uh, thought to be happening. Uh, but now it's confirmed that uh, Adam Sandler and the Safdie brothers will be teaming up again uh, for a new movie uh, for Netflix. So it's not for Adam Sandler loves Netflix. He has that deal. It's not part of that deal, but he keeps making movies for them anyways outside that deal. Um, and they're usually good. So, you know, keep keep working with them. I mean, Outcome Gems was on Netflix pretty, pretty quickly. Um, this one's going to be about the world of card collecting, uh, which can be pretty ruthless. Uh, oh, people cut you know, buying and selling and trading, you know, rookie cards and uh, all that kind of shit. So um, I trust that they uh, will know how to <laughs> make it intense and exciting. So, you know, I just um, watched the home improvement episode where they uh, decide to invest their $50 from their grandma into uh, baseball cards, but then they end up buying an Indy car replica. Yeah. That probably they drive wasn't it and a, they destroy it. Probably wasn't a good investment. Yeah. Well, because they destroyed cards. it. They could have got a um, a Kenny Rogers rookie card or something. Yeah. I'm trying to think of someone who played for the Detroit Tigers. Tony, can you remember anyone that played for the Detroit Tigers maybe in the 90s? I remember Kenny Rogers was an old guy who played for the Tigers in the 2000s. Oh, shit. So I assume he was there in the 90s. But the Tigers were so miserable. God, who did they have? It's gonna like I, their, their teams were really bad. I remember playing like video games where it was like, Oh my god! There's names off the top of my head that I can't think of. That's all right. I'm, I'm uh, this one no, doesn't there's... sound like it's for me. It sounds like uncut gems, but with a lesser. Uh, okay. I, I don't really care well, about baseball cards. Mm-hmm. Bobby Higginson is definitely who I was thinking of. Well, there you go. They may... Tony Wright. The too. episode. <laughs> who led their team in home runs? Twenty-seven by Tony Clark. Yeah, it makes sense. Cecil Fielder, but that was when he was probably washed up. Wow, they were bad for a long time. All right, well, let's move right along. <laughs> this is more fun for us. <laughs> Andy, tell us about some Marvel trailers. Yeah, a couple of them dropped today. Uh, oh. First one, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas spe- special. Uh, so this is, a, I think, just a one-hour special coming out on the day after Thanksgiving. So, yeah, this was announced. That, Disney okay, Plus? We're, yeah, we're doing the third movie, but also we're going to do this Christmas special, which is a fun idea. Um, we like what are they, Christmas. They're just going to like sing things. or something? No, there's a whole plot. There, you can watch the trailer. 
Um, there is a surprise cameo in the trailer that I think they shouldn't have spoiled. I think it'll been a nice surprise. Bill Murray leave it there. Um, not Bill Murray. Bill Murray's actually in the next trailer. So, oh, uh, just you wait. Um, but yeah, I would if you don't want to be surprised or you don't want to be spoiled by that. Um, just don't watch the trailer. But um, I'm going to watch this. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Because um, the whole oh. idea is they're, they're aliens who've never celebrated Christmas, but of course Chris Pratt has, so he's going to have to teach them, you know. And it's going to have good music because that's what he's all about. Sure, yeah. We have a cassette tape with the the best of Christmas. Mm-hmm. All right, what's the other one uh, the, that involves Bill Murray? The other one is uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. So this is the third Ant Man movie. Uh, this is coming out February seventeenth, twenty twenty three. Uh, yeah, and it's featuring Bill Murray. You do see a quick shot of him here in the trailer. So um, who knows if Bill Murray will ever make another movie, but he is in this one. It's already been filmed. Um, and that's a good franchise. I like Paul Rudd. Um, I imagine Paul Rudd probably met him at Ghostbusters and was like, hey, maybe do an Ant-Man with me. You know, that'd be fun, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that should be good. And, and for the series Marvel fans, this looks to be an, an important film that is going to uh, feature the like new main bad guy, um, Kang the Destroyer. He's going to be the, the, the bad guy in this movie, and he's set up to be like the next Thanos character. So, um, yeah, you'll want to check this one out. So he's hunting for rings also? Uh, I think he just knows all about the universe and its timelines or something. He knows everything that ever What's happens. Biff? Yeah, Back to the Future Two got the I, almanac. I don't know. They they go crazy in this shit. They're running out of ideas, or they they ran out of ideas fifty years ago, and they wrote every possible thing in these comic books. So, yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot of people will watch it because that's all people watch these days, which is sad. Um. All right, there is another trailer, Andy, that you uh, may have forgotten about. Uh, Succession season four trailer. Uh, it's coming this spring. HBO, check it out. Yeah, that seems quick. Usually well, they take like nine years to make a new season of an HBO show. They're losing Brian Cox. He's he's only going to be wanted to do this so much longer. Come on. Is that the main guy? Yeah. Like the dad? He's got he's got that insane ba da ba 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 money. So <laughs> wait, really? He does those McDonald's commercials. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's the one that voices it. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. He's probably never had McDonald's in his life. Yeah. Wait, we're <laughs> talking about the old guy. That's the dad in that show, right? Yeah. Oh wow. I don't know if he's ever even been to shenanigans, you know? Sure. Surely not. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works for the dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code... Tony. That is... T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you 65% off at checkout just because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right. Uh, Off-road, how many do you have? I've got three plus a movie we watched together. So I guess that's four. I have two plus that one then. Which one are you guys talking about? We watched a movie together. Which, Which movie was that? From 2020. We'll yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. I did see Halloween Kills, though, Tony. Okay, that's Halloween Kills, huh? How, how was that one? Did Is you see ends? Halloween Ends? Yeah, that the, the new one. Yeah. <laughs> it's stupid. Why They're all the same sounding. Well, one kills, one ends, Sean. 
Well, I, they both no, kill a lot of people. So I, I, I actually, oh, this is actually really funny. So I had three, but really there's only one that I'm going to get in depth on because the other two were, are kind of silly. Mm-hmm. And that's that. <laughs> what? Okay. That's Halloween. No, I, I yeah, I mean, I watched that one a week ago, but I want to, or two weeks ago, but I want to watch, I want to talk about that with you guys. But then I watched two other things that it's kind of funny. Like they're not like serious stuff that I watched. All right. Well, lead us off with your funny ones. Okay. Well, I did see, this isn't that funny. It was just, the, it's more funny that I watched it, but I, I ended up finally seeing Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> pretty awful, right? Oh, it was, it was pretty bad. Like at one point, like 45 minutes in, it was me and, uh, my roommate is one of my good friends, Travis, that were watching it. And he just looks over me. He's like, this is kind of bad, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty slow. Like, I don't know what's really going on, but it just seemed like one of those things where it's like the whole like theatrical thing. Like, you know, when the witches first come back and they're like, Oh, we're back. And it's like, Oh God, I wish it would have stayed back. But uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm not even going to get in depth with that because I honestly don't even think I was paying attention. My yeah, biggest thing in that movie was, I always got it confused if the zombie dude was in Hocus Pocus or Halloween Town. So that's the only thing that confirmed for me is that he's in Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. And then, so the other thing I watched, because it's a two-parter, was Night of the Living Dummy 3 on uh, <laughs> Goosebumps, which honestly, it's a creepy one. I got to give that one credit. I, I If I was eight years old watching that, I would be horrified. It, it is a... Night of the Living Dummy 3 is well done. I remember I actually Googled uh, recently like scariest Goosebumps episodes and Night of the Living Dummy 3 was in like the top three. They they did a good job on that when they bring Slappy back and then he's got like, he brings all the other dolls to life and then the whole family likes to do pranks and I don't know. It's 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 a good one. So uh, for you guys out there wanting to watch Goosebumps, take 45 minutes out of your day and watch Night of the Living Dummy 3 part one and part two. On Netflix. On Netflix. All right. Um, do we want to do Halloween ends right I, now? No, we, we should, should do it at do the it. end. Okay. Um, I can go. I'll uh, I'd be I'll be pretty quick with these couple of uh, ones, and then Andy can go. Andy and I can then do the one we watched together, and then we'll close with Halloween. Perfect. I finished The Watcher, the miniseries on uh, Netflix. I saw a stat. Who knows? It's Netflix's stats. Uh, 275 million hours streamed of this show so far uh, in the United States. So seven episodes, all about an hour long. Uh, it's uh, Naomi Watts and Bobby Canville. And uh, it's good. It's based on a true story. It doesn't have the best ending, but I think that's because it's following the true story. And let's face it, these movies never work out like you'd like. And so if it's following the truth, can only go so far. Uh, Shooter McGavin's in it, like I said. So I love that. I feel like I hadn't seen him in years from anything. Uh, it's worth watching. It's creepy. It's strange. It's bizarre. And uh, yeah, the house is very nice looking. So check that out on Netflix. Okay. So Andy, it is you. Know one? Okay. Um. I'm actually gonna do a pre-recommendation oh, wow. um, that I haven't watched calling yet. Calling a shot. Yeah, uh, that Guillermo del Toro thing is coming out tonight, Tuesday. I think two mm-hmm. episodes per day for the next four days. Um, it's gonna be on Netflix. I'm definitely gonna be watching this shit. So, what's it called? Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. So it's like a Halloween thing. <laughs> they're they're one. They're like one hour episodes, independent episodes. Um, 
definitely excited about this. A lot of different people are in it, uh, different directors who've made movies I've liked. So, um, yeah, watch out for that. I mean, they're probably not all going to be good, but a couple of them will probably be pretty, pretty great. So looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully I'll talk about it next week, but I know something Tony might be interested in. Yeah, I'll definitely um, take a look at that. Yeah. I got Netflix on my iPad now so I can watch yeah. movies anywhere I go, All right. which is really Very exciting. Good. I'm like here from the future. I'm here from the past, but I'm here to stay. Uh, but the, <laughs> okay. The first movie I'm going to talk about, um, saw it this, uh, this weekend, a, a foreign film. It is English language, but it is a foreign film. Technically, I believe uh, triangle of sadness uh, from a Swedish director, Ruben Ostlund. Uh, this won the uh, the Palme d'Or at the uh, the Cannes Film Festival earlier this year. Um, it is a black comedy about a couple, uh, a model couple who end up going on this uh, like elite rich people cruise, and things go badly, and it's silly and funny. Um, I really loved the first two parts of the movie. They actually have distinct parts. Where they'll have like a title card and everything saying Part One. Um, I thought the first two parts were, were great, uh, really interesting and, and funny and a lot of a lot of wacky characters. And then the third part, which is still good, I just didn't like it as much. Um, I think if they nailed that third part, this would have been one of my top five of the year so far. But um, it's still really good. Um, it is long, so I think this is actually a good movie uh, to see at home when it gets a, a home release, which is probably pretty soon. Um, this is not, I don't even know if this made a million dollars at the box office this week. I have no no idea. Probably a pretty limited release here. Um, but yeah, good, enjoyable. It had um, Woody Harrelson was probably the biggest name in this movie. He uh, is not the main character at all, but he had a nice little part here. Um, also, the one of the leads here, um, a young actress, uh, Charles B. Dean, from uh, South Africa. She actually passed away about a month ago, two months ago. So it was pretty a uh, big shock that, you know, she had this big role in this kind of like breakout role for her. Um, and your know, life was cut short. So I'm um, definitely always thinking about that while watching this movie. It was, it was sad, um, but you know, still worth watching. Very good. Are we on right. to the one we watch now or what? I have one more before that. So, you know, right, let her rip. Uh, Black Adam, the new oh, yeah, The Rock movie, the Dwayne Johnson DC Comics film. Um, long time in the making. He's been wanting to do this movie, I think, for almost 15 years. This is a, a comic book character that spoke to him for some reason. Um, and here we are, like 10 years into the weird experiment of these DC movies. Uh, Zack Snyder is gone, yet it seems like his influence is still there. Uh, this movie was just a bunch of noise, a lot of loudness and craziness, hard to follow. Um, I also saw it late at night and was struggling to, to pay attention. Um, and just a weird, weirdly structured film. It gets going right away. There's like a 10-minute sequence setting up like the history of this character who's um, 5,000 years old. And then it's like one of those things where he gets you know buried and then like, Kind of like mummy-like, where it's like, oh, he was hidden away, and then these people found him and released him, and now he's out. And um, he's supposed to be a bad guy, but it's The Rock, so he's like, I'll be a bad guy, but also I'm also the good guy, um, which is like doesn't really make all that much sense. I don't know why they chose to do this. 
Um, but again, because he starts off as the bad guy, they have to have a group of heroes come in to try to stop him. And they're all established comic book characters, but they've never been in any movies before. And it's just kind of like, well, here they are. They're the team. You know them, right? And it's just very awkward to just not even really have a real introduction to these characters, like important characters. Like Hawkman's one of the bigger DC characters. I'm sure not everyone knows who he is, but he's a guy with wings, you know. If you saw a picture of the Hawkman comic book, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I've seen that before. Um, And that character is good in this movie, played by uh, Aldous Hodge, one of the the highlights. Uh, But just strange to be like, this is the introduction of the character. He just is here, and we don't even know anything about it. Um, There's another character called Dr. Fate, who is a uh, a wizard character. um, Because I don't know who became first, him or Dr. Strange, but they're basically like the same thing. Uh, but that character is played by Pierce Brosnan, and and he was he was great. Oh, he was um, really good in a one of the Simpsons Halloween specials yeah. where he plays the like the robot. Does he play thing Hal? In the house. Yeah, he plays Hal nine thousand. Yeah. Um, oh, Marge, <laughs> keep rubbing your body. But yeah, he's just he's a pro, and he he's like, all right, I'll do this comic book character, and he just really, um, you know, gave gave the film something extra that probably didn't deserve. Um, but it's like I would have rather watch a movie of that team with. Pierce Brosnan and, and Hawkman. So, uh, but I, I don't need to see uh, Black Adam. I looked it up for you, Andy. Doctor Fate debuted twenty years prior to Doctor Strange. See, and that's the thing: is Doctor Strange the movie got six years on this movie, so you would never know. You're like, oh, that's a ripoff, but it's like, no, not actually. I mean, a lot of DC, a lot of that stuff is earlier than Marvel because they were like from like the 30s and 40s and shit. So, um, yeah, Cola, I, Coca-Cola, and Marvel's Pepsi. Yeah. So I actually have a really funny little side story here really quick from a video I saw on uh, Instagram this past week where uh, this is a true story too, where these guys were, they were doing like a Skype, Skype thing in uh, for a class or something. And like the, the topic was most powerful women in DC. And this guy did this whole inter- uh, report about Nancy Pelosi. And this guy did this whole report dressed as Wonder Woman. <laughs> And went around and explained this whole thing about Wonder Woman. And the, the teacher's like, like basically like, that was really good, but this was supposed to be the most powerful woman in DC. He's like, yeah, she's the most powerful woman in DC comics. And she's like, we were talking about Washington, DC. And he literally gets like stunned and just turns off his Skype camera. And like, that's it. And I and like the whole class, like the, like the six other people in the Skype session, like the students are just like, doing their best to not laugh. And of course you've got somebody filming it, which is how it all happened. But even the teacher yeah, was the just teacher's fault. The teacher was baffled though. Cause she was like stunned. Like she was like, that was good, but that's not what I was talking about. But anyway, I just thought of that because of DC comics and stuff, but just thought I'd share that little side story. Yeah. Well now maybe you'll someday you'll see black Adam fight wonder woman, you know, could happen. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but this was, I uh, kind of a mess, but I could see this being fun if you're like really excited about it because it is a bunch of guys flying into rocks and blowing shit up and there's zombies for some reason. And the devil, the devil is in this movie. I don't know why, but the devil shows up and they're like, that's the devil. And I thought it was for kids, but no. And you sound like the water boy's mom. <laughs> yeah, this is, it, it was. it's a wild movie and I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Why can't they just make these movies good? Like there have been some good DC movies, uh, Suicide Squad and Shazam, but it's like some of them are just bad, and like they just all look like 
he looked like shit. I don't know. Yeah, not for me. No, I didn't think it was, but maybe someone else we, wants to know. Shall we talk about the movie we saw with Kevin Bacon? Ooh, yeah. You guys finally saw... What's that movie with Kevin Bacon? Footloose. Footloose, yes. Close. No, uh... From 2020, we watched You Should Have Left. Stars uh, Kevin Bacon, Amanda Seyfried, and uh, they're both uh, famous. One's good, one's bad. And uh, they have to go, oddly enough, to London, but they uh, have a little bit of free time, and they uh, go and stay in a nice big home in Wales. And... Uh, it gets uh, it goes downhill from there. Yeah, this is actually a movie Tony might enjoy. I don't think I don't think it was great, but um, it's just a creepy house movie. You know, he's like, oh, I got to go downstairs, and he goes down in a room, and then he comes back. Five hours wife's, go by. Wife's already asleep, and he's like, Ah, oh, she already fell asleep. And then you see the clock. It's been what five he thinks hours. has been minutes. Why would he go down there? To turn off lights turn off the in lights, the house. Shut the house and it was down. Five hours. And we came back upstairs. Oh, and five that hours actually, that's pretty cool. I like that actually. So there's a lot of weird little creepy stuff What's going it on. You should have left. You should have left. What? Uh... It's on Peacock. Okay, Peacock. I, have Peacock. I might yeah. watch that then. So and it's it's 90 minutes. This type of movie you don't want to go longer than 90 minutes. It probably yeah. could have been 80 minutes, honestly. But definitely yeah, not 85 um, though. We can agree on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can tell it's a little little cheap. Um, but that's what you're getting with uh, these horror movies. Kind of one one location for most of it. But I think it's fine. It's watchable. I yeah. uh, I wouldn't rewatch this uh, anytime soon. But it's Kevin okay. Bacon. I mean, if this was, I don't know, anyone, you know, Rowan Atkinson probably would. Eh, actually, I would watch it if it was Rowan Atkinson. Um, I don't know. Any, any <laughs> name I'm going to throw out, I'll be like, shit. I yeah, would Tyler watch Perry. That. I wouldn't watch that. That's a good okay, one. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, so afterwards... Did, did you ever see the movie uh, Stir of Echoes with Kevin Bacon? It's like Never 20, years, 20 years old. I don't but think it's, I've ever seen a Kevin Bacon movie, except for maybe like uh, that's Hollow Man or Tremors. something. Okay. Uh, but it was the same the same uh, writer and director. So the, the, the writer and director's movie is very famous screenwriter. Doesn't direct very many movies, but he I'm a screenwriter for Jurassic Park. and um, Yeah, I was going to say, Jones I know that name, David Cap. Yeah, he's easy. Mission Impossible. Big, yeah, he's a big deal. Spider-Man, um, the original, uh, Tobey yeah, Maguire one. Yeah. But he rarely directs his own movies. But um, one of them was Stir of Echoes with Kevin Bacon. It's like, okay, they're coming back 25 years later or something. Oh. So, yeah, it's a you know Halloween movie. Check it out. All right. Are we ready to do Halloween ends? Yeah, a real Halloween movie. Yes, here we go. <laughs> the one thing I have to say right off the bat did I miss something or was the bully kid in band? Okay. This has been a, a thing that people have talked about. I don't think the main one was, I think the other kids were because the main Why one is wore he hanging letterman's. out with the band kids. Cause that's cool. You know, there's nothing wrong with it's that. It's cause it's 2022, yeah. Sean. He yeah, was wearing a letterman's jacket. He was wearing a letterman's jacket. Don't you, you can you don't get one band. of those. Yeah. You can letter in band. One. Yes, you can. Okay. You don't I'm want pretty to. sure he was. Oh, those kids want to. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I don't know if that's been confirmed, but I've heard you a lot can of definitely let her in that. band. The other kids were in band because, like, the one girl did drumstick and everything. But no, it's definitely and, the it's the whole like thing now where it's like, oh, we got the jock, but he's with the band kids. So hey, band is cool now. And it's like, no, at the end of the day, like these guys were pricks. Nothing's yeah, this cool. Is, it's the same joke from uh, Twenty One Jump Street of like, oh, high school's okay. changed. But that was that, that was just made me good. mad. That was like the butterfly effect where the kid was like he beat up an adult. It's like shut the fuck up. Like come yeah. on. Well, let's uh, give like. 
one minute of thoughts before we spoil the movie because um, we've all seen it now. Um, I can well, go first. I also, my TV <laughs> said it had 30 minutes left on my remote and then it ended. So yeah, I was pretty happens. confused. That is confusing, actually. I don't know. Maybe get a new TV. <laughs> it was my phone that showed that. Getting a new phone. <laughs> it's a brand new iPhone 14. Oh, they're, they're messing with you then. <laughs> go back to the 13 and a half. All right. Well, I'm going to give my thoughts and let you guys respond. I'm going to guess I like the movie more than any of you two. <laughs> no, I'm actually very mutual with so, what I thought. So um, if this you remove this movie from Halloween, I think uh, people would like it more. It is a pretty solid horror story. It just doesn't deliver on what people wanted from the last Halloween movie. Uh, that is my thoughts on it. But there's some interesting things going on. And I always like things about weird kids being isolated and, and turning dark. I like that kind of shit. Opening um, scene just, was great. Yeah. yeah the opening was, scene was good. Cause that's not what I expected to happen. Yeah. The opening scene was really good. And I, it's one of those things where you, you think he's just going to like show again, this is spoilers for anybody that's listening. Cause it's Once been out for like three weeks. Do no spoilers for a minute. Oh, okay. Just then yeah, the opening it. scene was great. <laughs> But uh, I guess and what I'll take the, the Jumanji's the parents. They just have to split up and the house is <laughs> wrecked. What what I'll say that I'll my quick takeaway, I guess, with I don't think it'll be spoiling too much is that it's reality with it. Like these are the the, the original story from like the 70s, early 80s, whatever it was, early 80s. Michael Myers isn't a ghost. He's not a zombie. He's a real human being under this mask. And they understand that, hey, this came out in like 1980. Now we're in 2022, which means he's 40 years older. And I think they do a good job portraying that. This isn't a man in his 20s, early 30s anymore. This is a man in his 60s behind this mask now. And I think they do a good job doing that. Yes. Yeah. The first movie was 1978. Okay. It's been over 40 years. Um, But yeah, it's one one of the problems is kind of the inconsistency. That second movie, you would be, you would think, oh, this Michael Myers guy is exactly. supernatural. But then in this movie, it's like no. I then s- maybe it doesn't. It's not. Yeah, I will say moments where uh, you know his hand gets spliced in half, and yeah, he's he stabbed multiple times, and still just uh, come here. Because I think that's the whole point about him is it's like you. All, he's a good combination of supernatural and human, though. But. I agree with that though. I didn't think about that point is that a few years ago it was like he was the best shape of his life. And that, well, then again, though, we look at Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Michael Myers is Tom one Brady. Good night. I mean, yeah, it's, this it's guy's got to be in his yeah. what? At least late fifties. How no, old is he? Sixties. Sixties for sure. Okay. You'd, you'd be in that's his twenties in the first movie. Yeah. That's, that's what, what I thought. That's what I was saying that I liked about it. Cause they do a good job making it seem like he's just this, he's this old man. He's been through a lot. And I'm not even saying sixties is old. But I'm saying like with what he's been through, 60s is old. And it's just one of those things where it feels like, hey, I'm over this shit. Like I'm going through it, but it's like I'm tired. And that's why I think they almost let it like maybe he thought he had a little a little comrade that could take over. And then he yeah. realized, no, you can't. I'm just going to finish you off torch. myself. <laughs> so Sean. Well, I like that he lived under the bridge with Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, give your give your overall review and then we'll we'll spoil the movie here. Um. It was a fine movie. Um, I was trying to, tr- to figure out what was going on. If like this guy was like powering him up or like operating 
him remotely or something yeah, because yeah. he was becoming possessed. I agree with uh, that. Also, yeah, like I said, I liked the Jumanji story that was going on where you see both of the parents, you know, several years later, and uh, they're just jacked up individuals. That house is now empty. They sold their shoe factory. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I liked that part. Um, And then Jamie Lee Curtis was kind of like a side plot. Like she had her moments, but she was trying to hang everything up and. You know, the girl was becoming like the bride of Chucky. Um, and it was fine. The main thing that I was hung up on was the nerds being jocks now. Like, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> they did capture it where the dad beat him up. And that's like, oh, that's why you're a little prick is because yeah. your dad passes it on to you. Uh, these people, you know, repopulate the world uh, one jackass at a time. Okay, so let's <laughs> not wrong. Spoil the movie here and what we're maybe talking around here. The plot of this movie is um, a kid who accidentally, or a young man who accidentally is responsible for a child's death becomes uh, a pariah in the town. And which is due to the boogeyman, Michael Myers. Yes. And we go 45 minutes before he runs into Michael Myers, who's been living in the sewer for the last four (laughs) years, like Pennywise, the clown with the Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's just, wild to be like this if you watch any trailer for this movie it is like michael myers is back and he's haunting yeah. one last time yeah, and it's like that is not this. really the plot of this movie that's what i was just gonna um, say sean you you said how like it seemed like jamie lee curtis was like a side piece so was michael myers like yeah, yeah he really true. wasn't in it much jamie lee curtis Which was like a magical were- presence to talk to other characters or something that was her whole role yeah and then it was and- it would get confusing because the guy would have his like he when he stayed the night in the house, and then all of a sudden he wakes up and he's talking to her. But then it's like, was she there? Yeah, I don't. I was confused by that to be honest, because then she was gone, and so I imagine she wasn't there. But he had like yeah. this real conversation with her about like, don't date my granddaughter. But uh, it was interesting in that uh, David Gordon Green said like, I can't just do Halloween again because that's what people are expecting. So about halfway through the movie, I realized he wasn't doing Halloween again, but he just picked a different John Carpenter movie to remake. Uh, this movie is basically Christine, which was mm-hmm. uh, a movie about a car that kills people. But basically, it is a young a nerd. On, it's on Netflix, I believe. Okay, it's on he's, one of those. he's a nerd who's bullied, and then he buys this car that happens to be evil, and then he slowly becomes corrupted by it, and all his enemies start dying. And it's like this was basically this movie was basically Christine. Uh, even there's car kills in this movie. Some. That's probably the oh, best, yeah. the best, most satisfying sequence is um, when he does get. I his, forgot that's how the nerds do. When die. he gets his revenge on yeah. the, the the bully. Well, what about kids. the the DJ guy too? He gets that's, his revenge on him too and cuts out too. his tongue. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely good. it's definitely far more motivated than Michael Myers ever was. That's the scariest part about Michael Myers is you never knew why he was doing anything he was doing. But with this kid, he had motive for all this. Well, yeah, because it was, and yeah. you got to go. You know, you go through some shit like because that would be a shitty situation because it's like. Going more in depth with the the opening scene is it's like the little kid yeah, babysitting, going, going to school to be an engineer. Yeah, and he, he's babysitting a little kid. You know, we'll call him twelve years old or whatever. And you know, he talks about the a piece of shit kid too. Yeah, he talks yeah, about Michael Myers like, asshole. "Oh, aren't you afraid of him? Aren't you afraid of him?" He's like, "Oh, blah blah." You know, he's fake, but that's he's the legend of the town. It's a creepy thing. And then he goes into the kitchen, whatever comes out, the kid's gone. And then you hear these noises, and then. He goes into the attic or whatever it is, and then sure enough, he gets locked in. And then also, it's like 
I don't know where they were living, but that was what a 500 foot ceiling or something. Yeah, because like uh, they show the outside of the house like that doesn't add up with the yeah, 15 no, it, it did not. Staircases the, like the a, scene from Borna Identity. Yeah, and all of a sudden they were in Bruce Wayne's house, and then it's like they're anyway. It was the spiral staircase that was I'm gonna say like it's like so 200 feet tall, and you you go downstairs from the you know uh, street level. Yeah, it, it was insane it's how like house. high they made the staircase, but nonetheless. Uh, he's up there and he's locks him in the attic. And then as the parents get home, he breaks down the door to get out of the attic. And the kid happened to just be out there and just must've weighed four pounds because the moment the door hit him, he goes flying and goes over the staircase, drops to his death, 200 feet. <laughs> and you know, then it's the whole thing of like, because you hear the, the, the big words is he's pissed off that he's in there and, you know, jokingly says, I'm going to kill you. And that's what the parents walk into hearing. And then they see their son drop from a, hundred feet to his death and then assume like, Oh my God, this guy just killed our son when no, it was just the, it was an accident that happened because your son was being a jackass. And then you have to go through that death because it's a small town and everybody knows, Oh, you're the babysitter killer. And then you'd live with that. And then for whatever reason, Michael Myers sees him and connects with them. Like, Oh yeah, me too, buddy. Yeah. I'm going to pass the torch, pass the knife. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I assume this has to be the end of it or so this is the end of this series and Jamie Lee Curtis will never come back. But the people who own the rights to this movie don't really have much else. And they've licensed they it out over and too. over. I mean, it's like you can't. Like, what are you, you going to do? You could make another Halloween movie in a different town or something. I think they, can t- I think they, they will. But it's like you can't just keep bringing him back because he was he's there's yeah. no coming back from what he. Went yeah, through. but it'll be a different reboot or something that they'd have to do. But like, this is kind of their cash cow for the, this family. Yeah, this is their Star Wars. So like John Carpenter doesn't own the rights to it. The the, the financier who gave him the money to make the movie. John Carpenter was the director? Or he was the, music? The, orig- the original. I mean, he does. He did the music for this one, but he uh, he's the writer and director of the first movie. And I mean, that's that's the thing. He always he always did the score in all his movies, too. So um, which was good. He did did some different stuff with uh, the kid and his motorcycle rides, which um, that was a big thing. Did you guys expect Michael Myers to be on the back of his motorcycle during that one scene? I don't even think I remember what no. they were talking about. That, yeah, that was like a the friendship first, montage or they something. They do the first tag team kill against like that doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, cuts yeah. to him on the motorcycle and starts panning back. And it's like, is Michael Myers going to be on the back of this motorcycle? He's um, having an ice girl. cream cone. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But that it, would have been funny. it seemed like he should have been. Like, we just did yeah, our kill. And I think everyone thought that was going to happen. That would be some real Danny McBride shit. That would be like, yeah. he probably did write that scene. They're like, no. It's too weird. As in the director's yeah. cut DVD. I, I want to know what the process of them writing this movie was. Does he just stand there and make jokes and they're like, fuck, shut the fuck up. We're making, trying to do a real movie. <laughs> like, like I, it's That's still the weirdest part about this trilogy. I did see the trailer trash sounding guy from. Uh, oh, what's the ball, baseball movie? Dan, uh, Kenny Powers. He's bounding down. The guy that worked in the Mitsubishi dealership, I think. With a uh, Will Ferrell's character, yeah, he was I heard the meat people say man. that. I don't remember that, but yeah, people. Were like, he was the meat guy, uh, and I like that. <laughs> Obviously, the the mayor is uh, the guy from the TV show on there. Yeah, like Blade. <laughs> yeah, so they have had some repeat people, but that's it's still weird that that's the team that does that yeah. did Eastbound and Down and Vice Principals and Righteous Gemstones that also did a Halloween trilogy, but. Yeah, I'm happy I watched it for free on Peacock. Um, Because then it's easier. You can watch it at home. Take your time. 
and it, it's this is one of the biggest second week drops like ever. So probably a combination of people being dissatisfied with the movie, but also everyone watched it on Peacock. So yeah, um, it made it made like forty five million dollars first weekend, and then like six million dollars last weekend. So I don't know. I don't know how you measure success when a movie goes to Peacock, anyways. Yeah, who knows? But I'm sure people are watching it. That's all that matters uh, to some of the people. Yeah, it's not the money people. All right. Uh, anything else to add? No, we're we're good. All right. Well, happy Halloween. Uh, you've been listening to episode 294 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Boo Andy. Thank you, Boo. <laughs> Tony Katz. Thank you. We'll see you later. <laughs>